0: So, look. So, check it out. Yeah. Before I started getting into urban agriculture, I spent a lot of time talking about problems. Because I didn't really have Mm. an answer to how we mitigate the problem. Right? And And so, for me, the light bulb moment happened when I started McDonough Community Garden. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. This is something tangible, practical, applicable. Like, this is something that I can see, touch, Mm -hmm. smell, you know what I mean, feel. Mm -hmm. Versus before we were like, you know, yeah, there's an issue. Racism is an issue in our community. I didn't really know what to do about it.
1: This is the 40 Lessons Podcast. My name is Todd B. Waldo. Thank you so much for checking out 40 Lessons. We are at episode 59, and I got a chance to sit down over at Canvas here in Richmond with my man, Duran Chavis. And we talked about his brand new work, the brand new project he has over at BCU at their Institute for Contemporary Art here in Richmond. It's called the Resiliency Garden. So he and I talked a lot about black spaces, and the importance of that and the importance of our work and our collaboration together. I've talked about his family and his journey here in Richmond, the roots of his work as an as a advocate, uh, all the things that he does in environmental justice and food justice. Excited to share that with you. Uh, and we also talked about Happily Natural Day, which he helped found. And I got to tell you more about that after this conversation with Deron Chavis. Let's get into it right here on the 40 Lessons Podcast. Beautiful Saturday morning here in Richmond. Uh, I'm over at Canvas. Scott Wayne's actually bringing me some water right now, which is very helpful. Thank you, Scott Wayne. Uh, Beautiful space over here at Canvas. If you haven't been to Canvas, you should actually come by and check it out. Meet at Canvas. That's who they are on the social. Uh, And I'm here with my buddy, my man, who's doing a lot. So I just appreciate that he carved out some time this morning to sit with me. Brother Deron. James is in the building hey what's going on man man i i am one of your fans wow like straight up i uh i appreciate who you are and what you do this is this is uniqueness to you which is so dope to me i don't know anyone else who does what you do i really don't like your 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 value for people and community and this planet and what we do with each other there's uniqueness to it, mm-hmm. and I just, I appreciate you being authentic to you, bruh, and no one does it like you, and that's just, that's beautiful and inspiring for me, so. Yeah.
0: The quote bust that. the rhymes, I make sure
1: everything remains raw. See, that's why I like you, right? Right off <laughs> top, we dropping, we dropping references, because that's just who we are. We are hip-hop. I I, I want to start this off, Just you are deep right now into a brand new project over at the ICA. Uh, and so uh, this is a resiliency project. Yes, indeed. Uh, so tell, I, I want to know, we got to tell everybody what this is, but how did this even come to fruition?
0: So um, COVID-19 breaks out. mm mm-hmm. Late March, uh, early mm-hmm. April, uh, Governor Northam issues the stay at home orders. Um, at the time I'm working at Lewis-Ginner Botanical Garden. hmm and we're like mid-stroke in starting our next training program, uh, which was called the Get to Urban Gardener Program. And through that, we would install gardens in community public green spaces. So, of course, we couldn't do the in-class stuff mm-hmm. because of the stay-at-home order, so we decided to pivot. Uh, and the pivot was that instead of doing the public green space, we would deliver raised beds Mm. Directly to community members' homes, right? Mm-hmm. So six by four boxes to address, you know, the whole food insecurity deal, mm-hmm. as well to um, help with the whole like gardening as therapy, reduction in anxiety, that hope, that type of thing. And so, um, you know, we 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 hit the ground running with that, and um, in between April and June, I think we delivered probably. 200-something boxes. Wow. So in May, I think it was May, mm-hmm. um, the folks from the ICA hit me up. hmm And I had already been working with them uh, with their Commonwealth exhibit last year. We did mm-hmm. a lot of those uh, community conversations. Um, my stuff centered around climate resiliency, food justice, right, the built environment. hmm And um, they had the idea of taking their vacant lot next door to the ICA. Mm-hmm and turning it into a garden and so um in partnership uh, or collaboration with mm-hmm. a really dope designer named Killian uh, Riano from a design agency um uh, we kind of sat down and started thinking about what you know the garden could be and we came up with a uh, with a kind of like a I don't know how you call it, like a framework yeah. for the garden. Uh, Killian came up with this whole idea of developing a socially distanced space, mm. right? So we, you know, created this grid, um, and my job or my work really was to uh, layer in mm-hmm. the uh, the greenery and you know inform like the philosophy behind it. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, basically, the uh, resiliency garden project. Um, is a ninety by ninety uh, public garden mm-hmm. that is uh, designed to demonstrate uh, urban agriculture mm-hmm. techniques that could be used to uh, improve food justice for community as well as climate justice. So what we've done is we've installed over thirty, no, yeah, over thirty raised beds. Mm-hmm. Um, over twenty fruit trees, um, and then accent it to the to the actual plantings. Are uh, is art, yeah, right? And you know the language that we that we're using for the space is that black space matters, mm. and 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 the concept essentially is that you know people of color, black people specifically, in the context of this whole Black Lives Matter you know, uprising, Mm -hmm. Um, we need space, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, we are always under assault by white supremacy in some way, shape, form, or fashion, Mm -hmm. right? Even the internal stuff that we had to go through you know, is a a, a, a conflict. But the garden can serve as a space for mindfulness, right? And also quietude right in the heart of the city, right? At Broad and Belvedere, you know, you can come and take a moment of like, okay, this is us right that we are regenerative in the space mm-hmm. um we have tools that we can use to build our resiliency mm-hmm. um food right urban heat islands i mean this is on a blacktop like literally in the heart mm-hmm. of the city so the whole conversation around urban heat island effect um is being contextualized in this space uh you know you go throughout the city there's lots of places that don't have tree canopy but you know, in this space, there's 20 fruit trees, yeah. right? Uh, that 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 are producing food as well as shade. So it's really uh, the the resiliency garden is really just like a demonstration and example of what we can do in urban cities that lack, you know, uh, green space that have lots of impervious surface, mm-hmm. and and that it's not just about the garden. It's also a narrative that is contextualized,
1: you know, by the by. The artwork that's inside of the garden. My my journey in understanding the extension of justice mm-hmm. past just what I knew. I was very aware of violence. Right. Verbal, um, physical, right. emotional right. as a victim of it. Right, right, right. Uh, but just seeing that. I mm-hmm. was very aware of that. Uh, economic, mm-hmm. knew it. Mm-hmm. Housing, mm-hmm. knew it. Mm-hmm. Transportation, knew it. Mm-hmm. Food. Right environment like i did it wasn't i learned that and you were actually one of the people that taught me about it like Mm. i learned the extension of justice and what it meant for the air we breathe certainly the food we where is the food yeah yeah. so that that's been a journey for me yeah uh i wonder for you since you this is who you are like it's the Mm. core of who you are that journey of understanding your role in pursuing justice Mm. how old is that like where, what are the roots oh of that boy. for you
0: yo um the roots of that man um i'm a native richmonder right mm-hmm. so i remember
1: what f- neighborhood what where i grew where? up
0: i grew up off of uh broad rock boulevard yeah. so hopkins road um mm-hmm. so south side south side you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> like the other side of south side <laughs> um you know, uh, but my first memory of like having like a resistance moment, mm-hmm. um, I, I uh, me and a f- couple friends like were at a corner store, James Food Store. If you if you ride by it, you'll know it on Broad Rock, and um, that that was a popular. It's like it was an open air market. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? People were dope dealing or what have you out there, but we weren't. You know what I'm saying? This particular day. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't that. Bad. <laughs> and it what? I was I, wasn't, I never do I never sold dope. Anyway, but uh my dad did and all that that had nothing to do with the fact. But um the the the, the owner of the store called the police on us cuz we were like hanging out in hmm. uh the parking lot. And um, so, you know, we moved across the street. Uh which if anybody knows that area, uh Green Elementary school is right behind mm-hmm. uh, James food store off of Brawl Rock. And so the police came after we had moved across the street. We were all standing under this big oak tree. And, um, uh, police came and they're like, yeah, you know, y'all need to leave. You know, y'all gotta disperse. Y'all gotta go home. And, you know, I was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Maybe 16. But I know I was, I wasn't older than 17 Mm -hmm. because it's like, I was still in high school. And, uh, me and my, uh, another friend of mine, uh, Everybody else disperses. And, and me and another friend are standing there. And we're like, yo, you know, we're not going to go. Like, we shouldn't have to go. Yeah. I was like, you know, in shot, like, you could literally turn to your left and see, like, there's guys playing soccer. Mm-hmm. There's another group of folks playing baseball. There's, like, people in the park, like, at the school. And we're like, yo, if you're going to tell us to leave, you got to tell all those other people to leave, too. Mm-hmm. Because we're doing nothing just like they're doing nothing. We're of no harm to anybody. And, um, you know, I remember the police officer getting pissed Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, snatching me up, putting me in a police lock, slamming me on on the hood of the car. And um, I got arrested. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? At 15 years old. And it was like, he gave me a choice. He said, uh, I could take you to the precinct. I could take you back to your house. And, you know, I'm terrified at that moment. I'm like, shit. I (laughs) have (laughs) I'm definitely not trying to go to the precinct (laughs) you know so uh, I said take me home so he took me home and um, you know he walks me to my door in cuffs right Mm. and my mom is home and so like you know knock 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 mom opens the door and I never forget the look on my mom's face when she sees me in front of this police officer with cuffs on and you know, at that moment, it didn't matter the context of how I got to that moment. You know what I mean? It was just the fact that I was in that moment. My mom mm-hmm. seeing with the police, and um, I never, I I I'd never forget her face. But even more so, I never forget the rage I felt, like mm-hmm. that I was being persecuted for, you know, absolutely no reason. And I just, you know, that. That moment has always lived with me as like one of my first experiences of police brutality, mm-hmm. and also just like being discriminated against. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but you know, I, I I don't like to say that that like sparked me or mm-hmm. anything, but it lives inside of my DNA as something that happened. And as you know, time progresses, you know, I'm always a reader and all that type of stuff. All my life has always been imbued with books. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but as I got older, you know, deeper, deeper d- dives into our story evolved me into, you know, working in community. Um, I think after that, I started volunteering at the Black History Museum. hmm um, And fast forward, ends up starting Happily Natural Day, and Happily Natural Day just takes me on this ride. Yeah. And, you know, through Happily Natural Day, you know, I'm, I don't know, what's the word? Just e- just baptized yeah in blackness you know what i mean um all have been down the east coast from atlanta to north carolina dc baltimore philadelphia harlem brooklyn you know i'm meeting people and mm-hmm. and traveling and, and and connecting with people that are all about this movement and um as a result man i just you know these be- these people became my family became friends you know colleagues comrades people that i call friends yeah and, um, you know, I've just been manifesting like that inspiration of being connected to these to these people all across the country that have been dedicated to this work. Elders. Yeah. As well as peers. You know what I mean? Um, and it's it's just been a
1: fascinating ride. I, baptized in blackness is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's so much truth to it. Yeah. Right. So baptism is this. Symbol Mm -hmm. of conversion and change, Mm -hmm. right? You go down one way, you come up another way. Yeah. Um, Submersion. Yes. Right. Uh, My baptism happened. NC State, Raleigh, (laughs) eighteen. Wow. Right. Because of the elders, Mm -hmm. because of my peers, Mm -hmm. and me being told that this brown skin Mm -hmm. brother, this is a good thing. Yeah. Let me tell you who you are. Let me tell you where you come from. Yeah. And I think all I knew of blackness was. I knew the pain of blackness, Yeah, right, spending time. So the namesake of my company is Hugh Helen, who's my grandfather, mm. sharecropper. Mm. Helen, my mom, mm. grew up sharecropping, mm. picking cotton, mm. right? Ascends to become a nurse, gets me on the path, I go to college. So I try to honor that journey, right? But I knew the pain of it, but I didn't, I didn't know the joy of it, the pride of it. I knew King book T, tea <laughs> right i, yeah, didn't, I didn't, staples right yeah. yeah but like this is i didn't know the pride of it right um the joy of it i just knew the struggle yeah so right. there was this deep conversion yeah um and i'm and i'm so with baptism like you're different yeah you are never the same after that yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: um how do you how do you see your role in richmond because again i think you ha- there's a uniqueness to you yeah, yeah. In this place of justice and trying we try to get changed it a lot brad we trying to change a lot here yeah i mean it's it's entrenched so, so how do you how do you see your role in being authentic to you but also connecting to all of the other dope things that are happening out here
0: so you know that's a great question because like i spend a lot of time just kind of like with myself like i'm really a true i'm truly an introvert mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying by nature but like we couldn't tell but the work <laughs> that I do sure re- get out there. Yeah. M- requires me to, like, turn on and, and go outside. So, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about being um, unapologetically me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and 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 these spaces that I've had the honor and, you know, humility to be able to be in is um, it requires you to be authentically you. Like, I, well, it, it has required me to be authentically me. Um because Richmond will try to make you accommodate, make you try to assimilate, make you try to fit into a certain mold in order to be a into in in order to enter into certain doors. Mm. Um, but
1: is that let me? W- while you're there? Mm-hmm. Did you? Is that an age thing? That you now can be unapologetically you.
0: So let me tell you. So this is so the the, the reason why I've been able to be me is because I built you know, my own kind of, like, path in this space, mm-hmm. in, 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 in the city. Um, when we started happening actually in 2003, right, it was, it was, um, it wasn't a big plan. We didn't have, like, a business plan and a marketing strategy yeah. and all that type of stuff. It was like, we're just going to do this event. And, you know, we just kept doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And by virtue of that, like, kind of garnering the social capital, right, about being black and being proud of being black and being clear on, you know, we're warring with institutional racism. We're warring with, um, uh, implicit biases mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And having knowledge of these issues, you know, i walk into, I will walk into rooms and be like, yo, why are we talking around the elephant in a room? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I've had, uh, I've had facts on my side. <laughs> as I've walked into these spaces. <laughs> Historical facts. Facts people. Data, you know yeah. what I mean? And it has it's, it's it's always been like I don't know. Um I don't know. I think it's just it's, it's just me being me having my own portfolio of work, having data and facts on my side. Mm. Uh and people can't uh challenge the receipts of the work that we've done. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, my conversation as a black man in the city of Richmond who's born here, right, saying that concentrated poverty is historically connected to institutional racism and that that has a connection to slavery, Jim Crow, discrimination, colonization, Mm. all this stuff, right? Um, I think that I've been unwavering in that and in in many ways – I don't know. It's exciting sometimes to be in those spaces. And I say that with kind of like trepidation Mm -hmm. um, because I don't like to I don't like to walk into these conflict with kind of like the cognitive dissonance that exists in the city. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a a lot of times it's like super necessary to be like the lone sign in a room full of people like Mm -hmm. the. Like there's, there's one thing to be in the echo chamber of everybody protesting and rallying. And it's another to be in a space where you're the only person that says, Hey, to the contrary, mm. you know what I mean? This is a bigger, bigger conversation. Um, me, I'm an artist, you know what I mean? I'm a father. Uh, so I can't really see myself doing anything other than being true to myself because I got people looking at me, you know, for my children, my family, um, and I try to honor, you know, my father, you know, uh, my grandfather. The Chavis name in the city of Richmond has, you know, historical relevance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, was, there was once was a mayor named Chavis. You know what I mean? Um, we tr- truck and company. My family's from here, and so I, I I I feel like on one side I belong to some people. You
1: mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and and in that sense, it's like. I have to. I feel responsible and accountable to speak in truth to power. Um, if I give, if I'm given a mic, and if I'm given an opportunity to do work, that I have to do it to the best of my ability to represent not only my family, but like all of our ancestors and all that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just feel like I don't know. My 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 code has always been to be an all, unapologetically black. You know what I mean? And don't 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 feel like you need to say sorry for speaking on the trauma to speaking on the joy speaking on the the the, the victories yeah you know when you walk into these spaces because a lot of times um you know those are stories not told i
1: don't know yeah and i've i've pushed people on their their language around describing places in richmond okay when you look at a map and they talk about the challenges that we have, yeah. you know, and they, they show you the grid and you can see, oh, to the east is this, to the west is this, to the right. north is this, to the south is this. Mm-hmm. And too often we get, we as black people get minimalized to just, we are just poor, under resourced, right. marginalized people. Yeah, no. Nah. Right? Yeah. And the map and the data reinforce all of that. Yeah. And right. that's, but that's it. Like that's all you got.
0: Yeah. Nah. That's how you see us. Yeah.
1: So I've really pushed on, at a lot of the work that I get to do, I'm talking to people about investment. Yes,
0: yeah, sir. There's an
1: opportunity for investment in yeah. super qualified, talent, dope, amazing black people. Yeah, right, right. Doing really dope shit that you yeah. should put your money into. Right, for right? sure. Right. For sure. And yes, we got all these problems. And yes, they are systemic, and yes, they have their roots in colonization. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. But here's this opportunity. Yeah, right, right. Right. right, right and right, you right. do that because you see the value in the people. Yeah, right. Not because you see the deficit. Exactly. Right. New York Times article came out. Mm. You were quoted in it. Yeah. I got it from like 15 people. <laughs> I saw it myself, right? <laughs> Just, you know, because I, I kind of check on the Times here and there. So I saw it myself and I was reading through, like, you're in there. Um, I think Mr. Burton, I think Arthur, art, he, art, art is in there. there. Um, who else is quoted? Rob in there? Jones is in
0: there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's some really good people in there.
1: But there's, again, this legacy of these horrible decisions mm. that create this, and they focused on guilt and court, right? Yeah. That was one of the focuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, redlining had this horrible impact on people's daily lives. Certainly. Certainly. When you step in rooms and talk about us. Right. And the opportunity for us. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of language you use? Like you hold on to the truth of how we got here. But like how do you describe so, and invite people into the work? So, you know, um, I
0: am, I would self-describe myself. You know, there's this word people somebody made up called solutionary, right? I like that. I liked it too. That's
1: that's dope. I like that. I liked it a lot. I so was like, like, it's a it's an ad. Like you are a
0: solutionary. Yeah. Okay. All I right. feel like I feel like you know when I'm in these rooms is like part of my work. I, I walk into those rooms with my work, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm already doing a thing. You know what I mean? So the work that we do around food justice. Mm-hmm is community development, you know, transformation of the built environment, is beautification, you know, climate resiliency, you know, all these things that we need to see happen in our communities with public dollars or philanthropic dollars or even private dollars. I don't mm-hmm. care. Um, so I don't really walk into the rooms with like the problem in mind. I'm like, yo, here are the things that we could be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? In yeah. order to improve, you know, the quality of life of communities. And so um Particularly around food, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I spaz out when I start talking about, like, food systems, right? And that the work that we do around food justice is really just kind of like an entry point into understanding the importance of communities having control of systems mm-hmm. in, in, within their own community. So we talk about employment, our social entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about investment. Um, you know, we talk about land, you know, zoning, all this type of stuff. And it's just, I don't really, I don't really have, I don't really focus a lot on like having to prove that there's a problem. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Cause it's like, I, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that's my job. You know what I mean? I feel like my job is to like present ways that we can address what's, what should already be clear. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When we talk about lack of food access, I get exacerbated with like, okay how far how many grocery stores do you need in the community before it's not a food desert and you know or you know people are they do they really want healthy food or all this other like weird kind of diatribe and i'm like well everyone deserves a beautiful space in their community right um everybody has to eat right um you know it is hotter in the community <laughs> and we can plant these trees yeah right. so i kind of like I, I, don't, I don't i think when i walk into these rooms when it's when it's when it's that type of vibe my energy is more of like okay well what can, what can we do together you know and mm-hmm. what's what's um what's collaborative you know what's what's your energy what's what, what are you trying to accomplish you know what I mean what's your goals or what's your spirit whats you're about mm-hmm. um and how can we merge what you're doing with what we're already doing and like scale it up I mean, that's really the, the vibe. I, I spend more time trying to figure out, like, how do we figure out new ways, you know what I mean, to mm-hmm. interpret the work that we're doing uh, than anything nowadays. I mean, I used to a lot, long time. So, look. So, check it out. Yeah. Before I started getting into urban agriculture, I spent a lot of time talking about problems because I didn't really have mm. an answer to how we mitigate yeah. the problem. right? And, I, and so, for me the light bulb moment happened when I started McDonough community garden. And that's when I was like, Oh, okay, this is something tangible, practical, applicable. Like this is something that I can see, touch, Mm -hmm. smell, you know what I mean? Feel Mm -hmm. versus before we were like, you know, yeah, there's an issue. Racism is an issue in our community. I didn't really know what to do about it. Like what, what, Mm -hmm. what I, what I felt like I could do about it uh, was elusive to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I knew just, Talking about the problem was it was was one thing, but um, I like to say I shifted from like a rhetorical activism mm-hmm. to a more tangible, hands on, direct action activism when I started building, you know, these farms and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I guess I guess the best answer I could say is like, you know, I'd rather spend time talking about what we can do mm-hmm. than talking about, you know. What uh, has already happened? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we need to have that conversation, I feel like we can. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I feel like I like to I like to engage with people that I already know. It's weird because yeah. as like I, I'm so busy right now, I I almost get irritated when I have to explain. I gotta catch you up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like damn. All right, it's like okay. Like like where do we start? You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And I do talks, you know, about redlining and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But it's like. I mean, how much time do I really have with you? Right. Can I can I run that history down for you in like two hours? People get their doctorate degrees talking about redlining, talking about slavery, talking about colonization. People have books, tomes, it's encyclopedias. How much library stuff can I throw at you? Like, yeah. maybe I should give you, a, you know, <laughs> one of those bibliography books. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. It's just like, hell, okay, these are all footnotes for institutional racism and i i do have PDFs. i could send <laughs> i could, <laughs> they're all in google drive i can send them all i can just, see <laughs> PDF. like like you know before we start talking like you you get up to speed you know what i'm saying yeah. um but it's a, that that's 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 kind of like how i how i handle it it's like i would i'd rather meet you in terms of like you already ready mm-hmm. to dialogue and, and and work together than me having to spend a whole lot of time explaining that shit
1: so you mm-hmm. you you, mm-hmm. you are um you're open to resources coming from a variety of places, right? Of course. Private money, philanthropic money, all of that. Yeah, I don't care. Um, how do you, your word, we, yeah. how do you define when you say, we're going to do this, we're doing this work, do you invite into that we Damn, this is people crazy. who don't look like Yes, I you do. and me? Yeah, so
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great question. and um, One of my favorite luminaries mm-hmm. ancestors is kwame Ture, right so kwame Ture always used we whenever he would describe the work that you know he or organizations were involved in in mm-hmm. community and that we is nebulous it's it it, 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 it it it's 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 hard to like lock it down and say okay it's these people here mm-hmm. right um So it's an ever-changing thing. You know, it looks like me. It looks like people of African ancestry first and foremost, right? Because my work is informed by self-determination. It's informed by black people being at the helm and having agency and making decisions and having the bag, you know, and using that bag to transform their communities on their own terms. Um, But that we also includes, you know, collaborators that I might be working with at the moment. For example, like... I worked for our Lewis Ginter Botanical Garden for like three, almost four years, right? Mm-hmm. So at that moment, that we included them, you know what I mean, because they were taking an active role in um, the work we were doing. Mm-hmm. So you know, I see the we as you know this collective of people who aspire towards social justice, who aspire mm-hmm. towards racial justice, who you know hold uh, who hold themselves accountable to actions. That will push that needle forward, right? Hmm. Um, and my spirit is always open to anybody that wants to jump come and join that party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's lit. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, that we that we it it, it, it never stays the same. It's, it's 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 you know, it's people that might be rocking with us in a class, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might be folks that have come through my trainings, it might be folks that, you know, I might be when I say we, I probably be talking about people uh, that I've met along the way, you mm-hmm. know, what I mean, that are doing work that I might not even communicate with every day. You know what I mean? I got folks that I work with all over the country, you know, in terms of this uh, this movement, like Happily Natural Day, the urban ag stuff. So when I say we, it's like the spirit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of 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 of, of like these are my brothers and my sisters, right? Um, I know they got my back. I know that this work is first and foremost and primary for them, and we're going to always like align on that you know what i mean and anybody that's aspiring for liberation and aspiring for empowerment of people of african ancestry i feel like you're a part of my we yeah you
1: know i'd mean? I, I like that and I, and I think it's the um you you really put it on them to decide if you're down yeah right i'm not you need to figure out if you're about this work or not that's yeah. not on me to do that. But this yeah. is the work. Right. And if you can know your place in it, it's not my job to tell you your place. Right. Right. right.
0: No. I, and, I, and I've always, you know, as a, as a guy that's working in nonprofits, like for all, you know, my career, mm-hmm. city and all that type of stuff. Like my best practice with even engaging somebody that wants to volunteer is mm-hmm. like, I hate to tell you what to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I much rather you come to me and say, Hey, this is what I'm committed and loyal and dedicated and disciplined to undertake. Mm. And this is what I, how I want to contribute and how it aligns. And then I'm like, yo, I know I can count on you right? because this is your shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you're just fusing your ish with what we're already doing. Yeah. And we're making it even more of a, uh, a, a layer cake. Uh, when I was, uh, starting McDonough, um, I'd be out there every day, man. And mm-hmm. uh, people come up and was like, hey, you know, what's going on? I was like, hey, man, this is, you know, the community's garden. Yeah. And people were like, well, who does it belong to? Like, who's in charge? I was like, man, this is open source. And I will always yeah. kind of like throw that to them. Like, yo, yeah. man, hey, whatever you want this to be, it will be. But you got to contribute because yeah. it's not going to be this like, I'm not just doing this for you. Right. You're going to have to show up. So... Um, always kinda looking for people to like come to the space with a spirit of what they want. You know, what do you want what do you aspire, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, to, to see in terms of community. But we always, you know, there's some, you know, there's some ground rules and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like right. how we're we gonna you know, transparency, mm-hmm. honesty, authenticity, you know what I mean? Communication, you know, being uh supportive of one another, reciprocating, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, all that type of stuff. Just basic kindergarten stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> basic rules uh, of engagement yeah you know but beyond that it's like you know you want to paint pictures for the for the work hey yeah we need paint there's there's pictures to be painted you know you want to write there's writing to be done there's plants to be planted so many layers so many places for people to fit in and so i always be like yo you know just bring your best self Mm -hmm. you know and let's and let's and let's rock together
1: where how do you create space for your your art because you're an artist too how do you create space for that in this work you're doing
0: um right now man it's really uh the art is a tool you know what i mean mm-hmm. i am you know i had to learn how to graphic design i had to learn how to you know web design i had to learn how to you know photography and videography and all that stuff all that stuff was needed because i couldn't afford to pay anybody <laughs> <laughs> you know so i got like a pirated yeah. version of photoshop back in like 2004
1: <laughs> i gotta build this website myself yes yep. i had a
0: dream i was oh i, I, man. I was whipping yeah. it up from scratch man yeah. i had to learn all that stuff so um yeah man, i mean i i'm i'm i feel like I, I play my best role as an art director okay you know what i'm saying where i'm like other artists like yo you do your thing and then I'm going to converge those things into mm-hmm. another thing um but I also you know um I, I, I write you know poetry shit like that you know what I'm saying I yeah. used to rap back when back in the day you know um, uh so we, Did you
1: when you rap were you Durant what, what was your name on stage Brother
0: Manifest Brother Manifest That's my Twitter handle Ah yeah yeah <laughs> so that's that
1: came from back from yo uh, Yo man we was we
0: wanted to <laughs> man we had started a record label the whole thing when we was like <laughs> 17 18 years wow. old bro yeah straight up yeah like that's uh um, uh dwellers of the underground cypher um the untouchable click my uh brothers jamie uh and jeff uh realness in session they, they were like the the they were like the pine the, the spearheaders it's like a duo rap group mm-hmm. you know lonnie b produced music for him and the whole thing man yeah. like you know ask lonnie about uh do you see <laughs> and uh you know we were like the like the Wu-Tang with it you know what I mean like right. they were gonna be the first ones to come out and then we will all like come out after them or whatever um but yeah you know so visual arts you mm-hmm. know literary arts has always been you know what I mean part of my blood
1: yeah yeah you are also raising the next generation mm-hmm. um I think this year you know I, my daughter is turning 13 like <laughs> oh, the 19th. We almost there. Oh, wow. We almost yeah. there. Congrats. Uh, thank you, bro. I, you know, raising this girl, um, you know, I told her, you know, this is the second time we've had to talk about people in the streets mm. demonstrating mm. and calling for dress justice. Yeah. Because Ferguson yeah. was the last time we had to have this conversation. Yeah. She's also learning Virginia history. Right. She's learning right. U.S. history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I'm, we're at the dinner table. And we're talking and we're having these conversations. Straight up. Um, you know, I took her over so she could see Marcus David Peter Circle. Yeah. You know, she was, the, no, she saw Maggie, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm, when it got unveiled. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been to Lumpkins. Like, I just take her to these places that we just talk about who we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, As you are raising this next generation, especially this year, I'm yeah. wondering, are you having different conversations now than you may have had
0: before? Man, um... So, I have a 17-year-old, a 16-year-old, and an 11-year-old, right? All boys. And, um, you know, my 17-year-old, Asan, you probably listening. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's amazing. You know what I mean? He's smart, intelligent, got a job. Like Actually, over the summer, he had two jobs. He was working at McDonald's and, like, Valero or something like that. Um, My middle son, Zion. You know what I'm saying? He's more rebellious. You know what I'm saying? He's been more like uh, challenging Mm -hmm. of authority. You know what I'm saying? Not mine, but like just period. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like schools and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And so um, he's gotten more trouble than like his older brother. Mm -hmm. And um, he's being looked up to by his younger brother. Mm -hmm. And so me and him have had a different kind of conversation than like my older son. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've talked to all of them, but like with Zion, I had to let him know, like, yo, like, it's real out here. Like, Mm -hmm. bruh, like, we talk about police engagement. And um, I remember he got got in trouble once. And um, he lives in Chester, first of all. So, Mm -hmm. context, right? Mm -hmm. He lives in the heart of Chester. And I said, well, you know, if you get into a fight, with someone and the police come, then you know, you see what's happening across the country. Mm. You're not exempt from that. You know what I mean? You could be a victim of a shooting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's not a small he's he's taller than me, right? Mm. And you know, sixteen years old. Right. And, you know, he he's 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 not stout but he's you know he's decent built so I'm like, you know, they're gonna look at you like an adult. Yeah. You're not gonna be treated like a child. Um also like he was like hanging out in the neighborhood. I was like, man, you're in Chester. Like I had to tell him like years ago when like in the early two thousands, I was like, mm-hmm. Man, there was a clan I, I I attended a I, I went to a protest. There was a clan rally that was held at the Chester Library. Yeah. I was like, this is back in like two thousand. So In 2020, like in the era of Trump, like I'm pretty positive that Mm. these jokers are still out here, you know, under different auspices. So, like, you need to be careful, like be mindful that, you know, you might live in this bubble of like going to Thomas Dale and, you know, you got friends that are white and all that type of stuff. And that's cool, you know, Mm -hmm. but always be mindful of your surroundings of what's going on around you. And especially in this, in this, in this, in this, in this, in this climate, I was like, man, somebody could snatch you up. Mm-hmm. Like you could be walking down the street at night, and somebody could just straight, you know, you be gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I try not to put that fear into him, but mm-hmm. I was like, I had to be real with uh, with uh, especially with him, but you know, uh, with, with all of the, all of my boys, um, it's a heartbreaking conversation to have. I always kind of like approach it with like the deepest like. Sigh, you know, mm-hmm. of exhaustion. You know what I mean? Thinking about, well, how do I explain to them what happened? And you know, usually they're they're you know they're like, yo, oh, that's crazy, and that's their that's their go to. Right. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's crazy, but it's real. And um, you know, they watch what we what I do in community, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I put them to work, so they come to the spaces and mm-hmm. they get an understanding of what sweat equity means or what that means. Um, but my conversations are more about like how to be uh how to how to navigate like you know what i mean how how to not get caught slipping Mm -hmm. out here you know as young men and um even with um it's so sad it's like i had to tell him like dealing with the police it's like they haven't had neither one of them have had any kind of police altercation Mm -hmm. but um just having to explain to him like yo if anything ever happens with that, you know what I mean, you need to just chill, relax, take yeah. 10 deep breaths and release, and please do not show anger or try to go off with the police officer because, you know, you, you want to make it home. Like, that's the that's the bottom line. Yeah. And that's the shit that, like, tears my soul because it's like it throws me back to yeah. when I was 15, 16 mm-hmm. and the experiences I had because I'm like, you know, I had that in Richmond, So, I, you know, it's just... Yeah.
1: yeah it's crazy it's heavy and i i you know i appreciate you even revisiting that and and sharing that with me because mm-hmm. i don't know i think too often these stories are so common these experiences are so comma common yeah um and they're traumatic and they're heartbreaking yeah. and we carry that grief with us yeah, yeah. um so i i try to just to honor that that oh, yeah. it is traumatic and it is it it is heartbreaking for us Especially as black men, yeah, straight up, and a black man raising a future black man, right. Um, that's the
0: thing that that's that's the the challenge is like, you know, I don't know what to tell him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes it's like I don't know what to say. It's like yeah. I, I was like I, you know, when Ahmad Aubrey happened, it's like I don't I didn't know what to tell I don't know I didn't know how to how to had a conversation. I was like, well, you know, these racists. They just did another George Zimmerman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But even with um, even with that, it's like, it's like, how do I tell my 17 year old to protect himself mm-hmm. in those spaces? Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, I mean, he can't carry a gun and he can't be walking around with knives and nothing like that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I can't tell him not to go outside. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's a weird, it's a weird space. And um, you know, the best the best advice that i've you know well not even the best advice but what's just great about this context it's like the gift and the curse it's like they then they're usually on their devices mm-hmm. so they're like they ain't going nowhere unless it's a click of them going somewhere together and they've yeah. already communicated and then with the corona yeah it's all got them on lockdown anyway so it's like it's it's, it's sad that i gotta be like well i'm glad that they can't go outside but it's like with this climate that's going on right now, it's kind of mm-hmm. like I'm happy that they're not like traversing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the suburbs of Chesterfield, Chesterfield,
1: you know, on un, un, unsupervised. You know, yeah. know, what I mean, it's, it's it's yeah, it's just crazy. As you think about, you know, we're going to we're going to roll through these next few months. Um, we're going to have some more conversations about the future of our city as mm-hmm. we get to November. We're going to oh, have gosh. them about our whole country. Um, and then we're gonna continue to deal with a pandemic and a recession and all the things. Yeah, uh, where's the hope for you? Like thinking about your work, mm. your boys, you know, mm. the family, Richmond. Like what? What gives you a little bit of hope as we get through 20 and roll into 21? Well, you know what?
0: Um, I stay hella optimistic because of the you know the work that I get to do is all about hope. Mm-hmm. It's all about like faith. You know what I mean? Like we plant gardens. And farms, which is the ultimate, like, hey, I hope this works out. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? We're sowing seeds, man. We're dropping the seed in the ground. And yeah. so, like, what has happened for me over the last five months is that I've become even deeper or even more, even more deeply immersed in, like, earth work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This land transformation. Um, and as a result, it has opened up new opportunities you know for me in terms of like systemic change Mm -hmm. Um, so you know I think about stuff like affordable housing you know what I mean Um, And I think about things like urban agriculture and the fusion of the two in terms of like community development and working with community land trusts you know what I mean Mm -hmm. And, 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 and getting access to land and doing transformative projects and developments that you know accentuate the need for food based businesses and you know agricultural development or agri-hoods and things like that so i am I'm, I'm like looking to the future in terms of like what the new what does what do neighborhoods look like you know what i'm saying when they're built around farms what does it look like for people to be able to afford the housing mm-hmm. there you know what does it look like for for that to be infused with art for that to be infused with commercial businesses you know i get ho- i get excited about that shit you know yeah, what i'm saying and yeah. so now it's like resources, organizations, and relationships are now in in play that can make those things a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really think t- I don't really get too phased out about like electoral politics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I do. I was just talking to Cheats this morning, man. I saw him at um, uh, when I was at, at the ICA, and uh, he was like, "Well, what if Trump gets reelected, or what if he doesn't?" I was like, either way, it's gonna be batshit crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause if he wins, then, you know, all of my radical left friends, you know, are gonna go ape shit, right? Mm-hmm. But if he loses, all of those radical white right wing folks are gonna go ape shit. So it's like I'm just kinda like trying to get prepared, you know what I'm saying, for yeah. whatever ape shit is gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> and just kinda like brace myself. So, sure. you know, it's like I'm developing we developing these farm sites you know getting access to land you know rural and in the city um you know I'm, I'm a peace i'm a peaceful person you know what i'm saying but i you know i do advocate you know families you know protecting themselves mm-hmm. so you know we strapped up at the house and I, I hate to say that on your call but i had to be no, real, that's real. To, yeah. i had to be i had to be real about it yeah. you know what i mean um and you know on the other side of that is this you know building the networks across not just Richmond, but like mm-hmm. in Norfolk and, you know, DC and Baltimore and staying in communication with people outside of Richmond for me is like, you know, that's resiliency for me is like being connected and having relationship with people in other places, people that are here as well and building that, you know, that network of support. So I know like if anything pops off, you know, I'm gonna be, we're gonna be good because even if we gotta bounce, yeah. I mean, I hate to be like, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm just. I ain't, I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah. Like, because you know, real, seriously, like these Boogaloo boys and all yeah. this type of stuff. It's like real. It's, it's real shit happening, and people like to downplay it. Mm-hmm. But like the boy in Kenosha just killed two people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And shot another. uh, You know, and they and and they've shown up in Richmond. Yeah. Right. And so this this angst that's happening right now. Is translating into, you know, armed violence. Yeah. And I think it would be irresponsible for us to act like that's not a reality. You know what I mean? Um, so, for me, um, what keeps me hopeful is that, you know, my family is going to be protected. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We know how to grow our own food. Yeah. You know, we have networks and support from Atlanta up to, you know what I'm saying, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Detroit. You know what I mean? We can, we can, we can be out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If necessary, and at the same time, you know, here in the city, like, you know, well, there's a network of elders and connected and connected cultural folks that, um, if shit did get crazy, mm-hmm. then you know, not to say we isolationists, but I know how we'll be able to maneuver. That's
1: right. That's right. That's just being real. Yeah. Well, I I'm excited to watch um, the project at the ICA just kind of come to fruition um for it being a a black space certainly uh so I'm looking forward to spending time in that black space Word. and receiving all that I can from that space good, thanks. and uh man just thank you thank you for this time but also just thank you for the work you're doing it's Yo, vital it's thank vital you man set,
0: this bro. is uh this is fun we should do this again <laughs> <laughs> we got so much more we can talk about man but this is uh this is a good start um yeah. Yeah, the ICA. Uh, you can check out, you know, their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to my Instagram, Daron Chavis, or Happily Natural Day for more uh, on that. Um, I probably do a piss poor job of like explaining They've been asking me to write something, <laughs> and I, it's like I got to change. I got to switch my mind from yeah. like doing a thing to like writing a thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's like it's it's a challenge for me sometimes. But um, you'll see some articles and some written material about this in the next couple of weeks. It opens up on September 12th. Okay. Perfect. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be there till January 2021. All right. So we got a good six months or five months to yeah. check it out. Yeah. So it's going to be nice. Perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Thank
1: you, brother. Thank you, man. Thanks again to Duran for coming on the podcast. Make sure you're following him. Follow VCU so you can learn about the opening of the Resiliency Garden, which is going to happen uh, just a little bit. I mentioned happily natural day which is an event that duran started right here in richmond over at the black history and cultural center that was back in 2003 and the festival's grown from just a one-day event to now it's three days and now it's called black freedom weekend which happens over the course of that over that time uh it's a powerful summer festival dedicated to holistic health cultural awareness and social change the natural festival.com go check it out look at the programming look at the events that they put on throughout the year and of course stay tuned for the next time they do the black freedom weekend uh they did some virtual stuff this year uh so you can go look at some of the events that happened uh, a little while ago but go to the natural festival.com learn about happily natural day and how you can be a part of that event as always I hope that you are taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, your soul, your spirit, doing whatever is necessary so that you stay in a good, healthy place. And let's make sure we are taking care of each other, loving well on each other, spending some time with each other like we can, I guess, like in safe, distant spaces or if you like, if they're in, like in your pod or in your bubble, <laughs> spend some time with people, but just make sure we are taking care of each other. We'll be back next week with another new episode of the 40 Lessons Podcast. It's going to be episode 60, so we're going to do something special for that one. Take care. Talk to you next week.